This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. What's your name, kid? The Human Spider. The Human Spider, that's it? That's the best you got? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Oh, yeah. up everyone welcome to the marking out podcast i am your host andrew going by the name real comics on twitter that's where you can find me or you can find me at marking out show on twitter as well the page that we have for this crazy project i've put together i am a spin-off of the indie alley podcast that you can find at indie alley on twitter and you can follow the entire show at nerdylegion.com subscribe download Leave us a comment on YouTube. I mean, not on YouTube, on iTunes and all your favorite podcast apps. All right, business out of the way. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I had a weekend of GCW, um, talking shop um, from the Good Brothers. Uh, a lot of fun. It was a nice change of pace from the more serious AEW, NXT, WWE Impact Wars. Uh, get something different, get the indies flowing again. It's good to have the indies flowing again. And speaking of indies, uh, I have a lot of news this week on independent um, comics that are wrestling-related. Nothing from the big, you know, publishers. These are small publishers. These are Kickstarters. These are projects um, put together by people who love wrestling comics, which makes it a lot of fun, you know, because they're putting their heart and soul into these projects. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was the Warhousing comic. Um, by this time, everyone has seen um, Warhorse on his debut at AEW to fight Cody Rhodes. He did extremely well. I hope they sign him. He's a great young talent. At 27, he could make an impact on AEW. He's someone they could have around for a long time. So, come on. Tony Khan, break out the checkbook, um, give Warhorse a chance. But did, I don't know if you knew that Warhouse, uh, Warhorse, excuse me, and um, crew have a comic book coming out called Warhausen. So the Warhausen comic is a comic that's going to feature Warhorse, Danhausen, and Alley Cat. Um, I believe those are the only appearances so far. There's been talks that they might get someone else in. It depends. But the creative team is Jason Doran. Um, he's the co-writer and co-creator. And the, the interior art is being done by Megan Hung. She's also listed as a co-creator. Uh, lettered by Rob Jones. And you're going to have a cover done by Lauren Moran, who does a lot of work for WWE and the cards, um, t-shirts, and different things. You've probably seen her work and don't even realize. But I'm really excited for this comic. It looks like it has all the fun and coolness that Warhorse and Danhausen and Alley Cat bring to the ring. Uh, we got an update on it this week. And in the update, which was really cool, I received um, a couple of rewards already. They were digital rewards. One of the coolest things in it was a Dan the Dad backup story. So it's a small story uh, from independent wrestler Dan the Dad. Um, he's talking about um, having children and being in a good relationship. And all of a sudden it spins off and he's into some kind of futuristic zombie apocalypse type battle. It looks really awesome. It was a nice little tease. I believe there's like eight pages total. Might be a little less. But I'm really excited. That means there's probably going to be some more. 
really cool. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. It's a Kickstarter, and I hopefully when they do a second one, um, the show will have been on for a while, and I'll be able to um, really push their next Kickstarter. Another thing I wanted to do is a shout-out and a congratulations to Headlock Comics. Headlock Comics just wrapped up their successful Kickstarter for Tales from the Road. This is created by Michael Kingston. He's the writer and co-writer of multiple stories in this. The difference between the Tales from the Road versus the regular Headlock series is it's an um, anthology trade put together with stories written by actual wrestlers. So this is a comic book that's put together by wrestlers. Uh, the art is done by wrestlers. Um, Michael Liger Molapola, who does the interiors, is a wrestler in New Zealand. Uh, the covers, um, the, the A cover, the traditional cover, is done by Jerry the King Lawler. But they have multiple variants. Um, this thing is just amazing. All the wrestlers that co-wrote all these stories. Um, some are about wrestling, some kind of art. Um, you have all kinds of rewards that were offered. I mean, go to the Headlock Comics website and check out all these prints if you're a fan of comics. Um, I'm a real big fan of the Doug Hill stuff. He likes to do um, homages to traditional Marvel covers, but he uses wrestlers. Like just two weeks ago when um, oh, when Leo Rush made his debut against Janela, he made a, a print cover of that that was based on a Silver Surfer comic. This stuff is just as outstanding. I can't wait. Obviously, they are in very early stages. I won't be getting this for a while, but I'm excited to get it. I've been getting some of their older stuff through Secondary Market because I was late to the um, headlock world. I mean, not, you can get the trades from them, but I'm trying to get some of the singles and some of the small stuff that's that's more collectible. It's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, this is also an example of a missed opportunity because I did not have my shit together. Um, I meant to really pub their Kickstarter on my second episode, and then I just, like I said, didn't have my shit together, and that was such a delay to come out. But I will rectify that and be on top of these in the future. Um, can't wait to get it. Um, I'll definitely do a review on it when I do. And last of all... Planet WrestleTopia by Suspicious Behavior Productions. Um, you may have seen this. They've been around forever. And they're going to release their sixth and final issue this Wednesday for New Comic Book Day. It'll be available on Comixology. Uh, the name of the final issue is Galactical Massacre. Uh, the creative team is Suspicious Behavior Productions, Ed Cunnell and Matt Entian. Uh, they're the co-creators and the co-writers of this series. The artist is Kendall, for this one is Kendall Good, colorist Gio Butler, letterer Sal Cipriano, um, designed by Jimmy Pressler and production by Coley Pressler. Sorry. <laughs> mess that up uh this series is still being published by um starburns um suspicious behavior is not a publisher that's just their their company the two writers that do these comics but this is the end to a six issue arc if you're going to find it on comics all it's going to have lots of bonus content on there that won't be available in the trades or the printed stuff that will come out in the future they do have plans to do a trade it looks like pretty excited if they do that i'm also excited to say suspicious behavior provided me with a interview copy of number six so i haven't had a chance to read it i plan to read it in time for um, our recording of indie alley and i'm going to do a full non-spoiler review of issue six there i was planning to do a whole show on the recitopia series i didn't know that six was coming out yet but now that six has come out i definitely want to feature it and i don't have enough time to do it justice in time for the drop this week so i'll push it off do it on indie alley then i'll do the recitopia um whole thing maybe when the trade comes out but i am going to support and get these 
uh, issues um, from Comixology. It's really cool. It's another wrestling comic book. And last of all, once again, I'm going to mention um, Over the Ropes. I mentioned this a lot from Mad Cave Studios. Over the Ropes will be dropping their trade paperback this Wednesday for New Comic Book Day. You can get it at Mad Cave, Mad Cave Studios directly if your um, LCS doesn't have it. Uh, but yeah, support this. Another great wrestling comic book. So yeah, I had a lot of news this week, uh, which is a lot of fun. And it's really inspired me to get going on the more modern stuff. And that's kind of why I picked the one I picked this week. And while it's a 2009 graphic novel, it is still much more modern and it's self-contained. And it's not me putting together the history of um, multiple characters from marvel or dc now i'm going to get back to that because i do enjoy those they just take a lot longer to put together i'm working currently on my next one which is going to be called um the dc rogues gallery and it's going to be based on villains because dc has um taken um inspiration from lucha and wrestling to create their villains and there's multiple villains that have appeared in the ring over the years so slowly but surely i'm putting that together in all the notes but i'm taking a break to get into the modern stuff because i really want to be able to um push and promote all these neat little projects I'm coming across because I'm coming across a lot of them as I dig a little deeper and meet new people and follow new people that are doing cool wrestling comic books. Um, so for this week, I'm going to do Strongman number one. And when I started getting into the comic book wrestling thing, back when we started in Indie Alley, um, I started looking to see what, well, what what is there out there? What is something I may have missed that I've never seen as a traditional, you know, I read independent comics, but I was more in the horror and the crime noir drama. Um, also a lot of capes. And the first thing that popped out to me was Strongman. I was like, holy shit, there's a wrestling luchador, luchador, comic book written by Charles Soule. I was like, Charles Soule, like, like, you know, Daredevil Charles Soule, like Star Wars comics Charles Soule, now on, um, you know, Undiscovered Country Charles Soule. And I was like, hell yes, I need to look for this. So I immediately bought them on Comixology. I bought um, number one and number two so I could read them. And then I set out to find them on the secondary market. I only found one because I discovered that trade number two was never released physically. Um, it's only available digitally, and I don't know the story behind that. So I guess that's one of those things, if I ever meet Mr. Soul again at a convention, you know, I've talked to him once, I'm going to bend his ear on that and find out what happened with number two. Because I actually like number two better, but that's, we'll get into that. So I'm going to split this into two shows. I'm going to talk about one, this show, and I'm going to talk about two next show. And my reason behind that is to really have a good conversation about volume two. I have to spoil volume one a little bit. And if you're planning on reading them, I'd rather not do that so, you know, you can... You can find number one, read it, then come back and listen to the next episode sometime in the future after you've read number one. Like I said, you can find it on both of them on Comixology, and they're very reasonable. Um, if you do want to find a physical copy, if you're like me, who like the physical copies, um, yeah, you can find them. Um, eBay, and there are a few comic book stores. I did get mine from my comic shop in Texas. That's where, so mycomicshop.com is where I found my copy. So it's brand new. It's not a used copy like a lot of the other stuff I've had to get for my wrestling comic books. Um, yeah, there's not a lot printed, so you have to do a little searching. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. So let's get into this um, graphic novel about luchadors. So Strongman Volume 1 
uh, was released in 2009 by SLG Publishing. As I said before, the writer is Charles Soule. The art is by Alan Gladfeder. Letters by Sal De Pasquale, and the cover by Paul Adam. The cover is pretty unique. I'm a huge fan of it because on the front you have like half the face of a luchador. He's smoking a cigarette. He looks old and disheveled. I mean, he even has like red eyes, reddish, you know, like someone who's been up all night. And there's like a ripped up poster in the background. If you flip to the black back of the trade paperback, there's kind of like a same version of the cover, but he's young and he looks energetic and happy. And there's this beautiful poster of him behind that's like promoting a film that he's in. And that's a big thing about this comic. It is based on, or it's about, excuse me, um, luchador films. So we have a luchador and we're telling this tale in the same way that these old luchador films from Mexico used to tell. The luchador film in Mexico is kind of an important aspect to understand, to enjoy this comic. I mean, you don't have to understand it, but I read a review about this and it was obvious it was someone who's never seen the luchador style or the luchador um movies so you know they didn't get that this was an homage to that and they just kind of critiqued it like a regular story and they didn't do they didn't give it a good marks but when you understand that these luchador movies are are in essence they're b movies okay um you would put them up there with um the kung fu movies you'd watch on saturday afternoon poorly dubbed unrealistic action, you know, overdramatic, uh, a B-Western. Some types of black exploitation movies would have some of these elements in them as well. So the luchador movies are, they were actual luchadors. El Santo, uh, Blue Demon, um, Mil Mascaras, Timbleras, um, different luchadors who did these movies. And, and they, you know, the luchador back then hid their identity all the time so we just knew them as the actual luchador so it was a way to get inexpensive choreography and fight scenes the costumes of course are horrible um, there's always a beautiful very athletic very big woman to be in the movie because they have to look good across from these these big luchador guys and it's just ridiculous b stuff um, it's sometimes it's science fiction sometimes it's horror sometimes it's your traditional like crime noir you know organized crime kind of fight and they're always the hero and this was just really fun inexpensive fare that um was put out on mexican cinema and if you're interested in checking out what it's like because they're a lot of fun perfect comic book fare by the way um check it out ray network el ray is um running at least one new luchador movie every saturday night it's a good way to See what it's all about. And the ones on El Rey are dubbed in English, so you don't have to worry about not being able to speak on Spanish. You can also find the movies on Amazon. You can rent them. I don't think there's any actually on Prime. You have to actually rent one. But those are in Spanish. So if you're not a Spanish speaker, you might not want to jump right into the Spanish ones. But yeah, give them a look. But I digress. Getting back on topic. Um, yeah, the Luchador movies influence this comic book and when you understand that you have a better understanding of what strongman is because strongman is an homage to those uh the story is very much pulled from these types of movies so this comic opens up with um a where are they now type documentary playing on this little tv in a rundown bar in new york and it's talking about our hero el tigre who was a luchador who at the height of his popularity was in movies 
Um, he was one of the greatest luchadors. They, they compare him to El Santo and Blue Demon and some of the other greats of that era who were also movie stars and some of the best luchadors that Mexico had to offer. You know, but something has happened to him. Um, and he's no longer this great luchador anymore. And like I said, they're doing the where is he now because he just disappeared all of a sudden at the height of his career. And you, you, the, the panels pan, you know, farther. And he's sitting in this bar with a bottle of, you know, fake Jack Daniels. They call it something else. And he's just getting drunk. So this becomes a pattern throughout the whole um, comic book. You have this beaten down wrestler and we don't know why, you know, thinking of the movie, The Wrestler. You know, he's a, he's an old wrestler that doesn't, something's wrong, okay? Another thing in the flashback, going back to the flashbacks really fast, is it introduces his two partners. It talks about first, his first partner that came into his, the films with him was named Conejo. Conejo is the Mexican word for rabbit, so he's a young fast, agile wrestler who, for some reason, used projectile weapons. He uses knives and bows and different things. And then you have the next... In the next movie, he had another character introduced, a friend named Bujo. And Bujo is the word for owl. So this is your wise kind of gadget guy. He creates the gadgets. He's really smart. So you have your, your powerhouse muscle guy up front. Then you have your fast, agile guy. And then you have your gadget guy. So you have your full team. The story talks about, or the documentary talks about, how, you know, all these things, he was a wrestler, he's a movie star, but also that he was a, an actual hero to the people, that he really did get involved with fighting crime and keeping his city safe from prostitution, drugs, gangs, all the different things. And that's kind of where the where it cuts off for right there. But we will get more flashbacks throughout the whole show. There'll be a flashback in a drunken dream. There'll be a flashback when he gets beat up. There's different things will will cause him to to look back and we'll, we'll get that backstory of what happened, why he's a broken down man that he is now in New York City. So he goes home. He's really drunk. He He's so drunk he can't even open the door to his house. And he drops his keys and he just smashes the door open and his landlord's very upset. And it just it's another way to show how powerful he is. And then there's a knock on the door and we have are damsel in distress introduced. In these movies, there's always a young child, a damsel in distress, a family member, somebody that comes to appeal to our broken hero so that he can stand up for the people one last time, regain his glory, and become the great man that he once was. And in this one, we go with a damsel in distress. And she talks about how the people need him. She remembers him through the stories her grandmother told her. You know, very, very those traditional, like think old Westerns or old, even old martial arts movies again, like I said, but that's what these luchador movies were about. You know, somebody appealing to this hero for him to you know, step up and help the people. And he off, she offers him money and all these things to kind of look into something for him, for her, excuse me, because it seems that the people of, of the city of this barrio are um, selling their body parts to somebody uh, for money in order to pay their bills. And of course, they're getting sick afterwards because these are very badly butchered type surgeries. So they're selling kidneys and livers and things like that. It's kind of a dark storyline. I mean, there's a lot of dark storyline in this. You have that. You have a bit of cannibalism. You have like kind of the traditional power and corruption and, and politics and organized crime. But 
we flash forward. He he says no, but we flash forward. He he's headed to um, he's going to wrestle tonight. But he doesn't wrestle under the El Tigre mask. He takes the El Tigre mask off and he puts a very generic black mask on. And he's a jobber, for all intents purposes. He he gets beat up for fifty bucks every week, and he makes other wrestlers look good. And he has this conversation with the promoter. You know, he's asked who he's fighting tonight. He's fighting someone called the Slugger, and he goes, "Oh, not the Slugger." You know, can we please not do the bat today? And the the promoter says, you'll do the bat because I say you're going to do the bat because people come here to see the bat. And so he goes out there. Well, he doesn't even go out there. He's in the ring. He doesn't get an entrance, you know, very jobber. And uh, the slugger comes out. The slugger is just an asshole. He looks like, have you ever seen the movie The Warriors? The guys that dressed up like the Yankee guys. So he has the face paint, half black, half white. He's in pinstripes in a Yankee and he has a bat. Fucking Yankees. And... He comes to the ring and he's just a real asshole. He's like this guy that's not even a very good wrestler and he's talking really poorly to the guy about, you know, don't mess up your moves. Remember, you need to make me look good. And the guy is just a real jerk and he's he's hitting him stiff and he, he hits him with a bat or he goes to hit him with a bat and, you know, he gets pissed and he takes the bat from him and he just breaks the bat. And he makes it clear to him that if he really wants to fight him, he's going to fuck him up and the fans boo and everything. So we, we flash later to... A, backstage and he gets fired you know but he gets his 50 bucks he's happy he goes and finds the girl who was gonna hire him and he gets hired for 300 bucks breaks out his motorcycle and he heads off to um save the world and i don't want to go too much more into the rest of it because it kind of spoils it but you know that's the story gets deeper and deeper we get into like the um the selling of organs we get into like i said organized crime there's some big twists we find out what happened with bujo we find out what happened with conejo and what led to him becoming this broken down wrestler the art in this book is really cool it's black and white but it's really well done and i have to commend the artist because you he gets so much emotion out of the face of these wrestlers particularly our lead wrestler El Tigre. and he's doing this with a mask on and it's not you know, it's a very nondescript mask in sense, you know, a wrestling luchador mask over it. So he's showing a lot of these emotions through the eyes and a little bit of the mouth, but mostly the eyes. And I just think it's really well done. There's a lot of detail. Uh, he gets, you know, the dark and dank part of New York and he does a good job of when we go back to Mexico. So the back and forth. Also, when we go to like the mansions of the rich and the corrupt and different things. But Without giving too much away, it's just a really good action story. It's predictable at times, but there are some nice twists. Our main hero, El Tigre, has a heart of gold. He definitely wears his emotions on his sleeve. And he's, you know, like a good baby face. He's easily tricked by women and, and he wants to do the right thing. But, you know, it gets him in trouble. So I would definitely say this book is also rated R fair. The dialogue contains uh, cursing in both English and Spanish. There's adult situations, a lot of drinking, um, some violence, and drawn sex. Uh, so definitely a mature-themed comic book. I'm really curious, you know, if Charles Soule actually went and watched Lucha. He has a wrestling... If he is a wrestling fan or if he just watched movies. Because the wrestling is okay. You know, there's not a lot of in-ring action. It's more about this superhero story or more like a, this old Western. Like I said, it's an homage to a style that was very popular at one time. 
and there's still a fandom for today. Plus, he also has a really cool motorcycle that he pulls out of storage for his adventure. It makes him look like a real badass. Well, that's it for this first um, trade. Uh, so next time, I'm going to get into the second trade that's called a Oaxaca Tapout. Say Oaxaca five times fast. It'll be a lot of fun, and I can get pretty deep into it. Um, like I said, I'm going to do them as two separate parts because uh, I don't want to spoil the ending of this. And the ending of this first trade has a lot to do with what happens in number two. And I really do like number two. It, it, I like it a little more. It's a little more modern. We'll deal with some some different type villains that are a little more modern than what's in this first one. Again, uh, check it out. You can find it on Comixology. Really easy. It's called Strongman. Uh, real simple. Uh, Charles Soule. Also, I want to say thanks to everyone who's listened. My download numbers have been really cool. Um, probably because I'm piggybacking off of our main show, Indie Alley, so I can't really tell if it's just people that like Indie Alley are downloading this and not really listening. But if you are, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Like I said, this is a passion project of mine. It's a lot of fun to mix the comics and wrestling together in a more what's the word I'm looking for in a more distinct way, I guess, than, than what I was doing on the other show. Uh, so yeah, that's about it guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, Kenny can take us out now late. I (laughs) and good night. Bang.